Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined by my guy Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we are looking at a Wednesday night slate here with 13 games to choose from, Nate, after just three games on Tuesday night. Definitely make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along with us. We're bringing you these videos each and every weekday of this regular season. Have game videos and our player props up for you, so make sure you are following along with us. Also want you to head to thelines.com. That's where we have our great written content up for you guys all season long. And our odds finder tool that you can use to make sure you're getting the best juice back on all those NBA bets. In this one, we're taking a look at Memphis at mini uh, against the Timberwolves there. Also, like I said, have those other couple videos up. But Nate, let's get into that big slate and then talk T-Wolves and Grizz. Yeah, I mean, big slate indeed. We got Hawks minus six at the Magic with Paolo back in the lineup there. The Sixers are plus four at Cleveland despite having Embiid back. So kind of like their chances there. The Wizards plus five at the Nets. Ben Simmons is out for a while, but KD is carrying the squad. The other game we break down, Miami's plus 9.5 at Boston, total at 224 there. The Bucks minus 6 at the Knicks, who are on a back-to-back there. Raptors with Siakam back, minus 1 at Pelicans. Spurs plus 5 at Thunder. Rockets plus 11 at Denver. Bulls plus six at the Suns. The Clippers plus seven at the Jazz. The Pacers plus four and a half at Kings. That's an intriguing game to talk about for sure after their trade. Uh, totals crept all the way up to 242. The Blazers plus five and a half at the Lakers, who just blew a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter. And then we have Memphis right now. Minus two and a half at Minnesota. I believe it opened minus four and a half. Uh, and the total down from 233 to 231. I don't understand how there's any real steam behind Minnesota, who I tried to get ahead of calling a win over the Wizards. Turned out they lost a sixth straight to the Wizards. Turns out they also lost Carl Anthony Towns for over a month uh, with a calf injury. And I mean, say what you will about the fit. That's not really going to help in general because Anthony Edwards has not been that dude. D'Angelo Russell is still on the decline uh, of his career. And, I mean, where else is the offense supposed to come from? It's just really a stunning turnaround in terms of the number one three-point shooting team last year is 27th in three-point percentage on the year, 29th in their last three games. Uh, They're scoring the ninth highest percentage of their points off twos uh, and seventh in paint points. But that's a problem against Memphis, especially with Triple J back. They shut down the paint. I mean, they have both Triple J and Steven Adams, two brick walls that you uh, you can run into down low um, if you are trying to attack the paint relentlessly here. Memphis is back on um, back on the winning track, although they haven't necessarily been the most reliable team on the road. I do think that they're up for this one. Of course, this is a a brand new rivalry after that playoff series. Lots of heated exchanges between Anthony Edwards and and John Morant and company. Um, and, And Memphis has certainly had the better of it. They've not been scared by playing on the road either. They won two of the last three in the playoffs in many. They've won nine of their last 11 regular season against Minnesota and covered in all nine of those. But for me, I mean, this is more about being worried that the Wolves can do anything well. Uh, I mean, they haven't really been injected by life at home either. They've two and four straight up, only covered once in their last six home games. That's against Houston. 
Uh, they have the third worst offensive rating in those games. They have the third worst total rebounding rate in those games. Again, it's just stunning that you have Rudy Gobert. He's grabbing like 15 boards a game and nobody else is helping him out on the glass. Uh, they're doing nothing to crash offensively either. Still very high pace, but that's led to them giving up the 10th most fast break points and the most three-pointers per game. And Memphis, even without Bain the last couple of weeks, they're ninth in three-pointers made. They're third in fast break points, of course. And they're getting 61 paint points in their last three. Minnesota's interior defense also deteriorated during that little road trip they had. They gave up 60 paint points to Charlotte, 62 to Washington. You gave up 142 points to Washington. I mean, that is just absurdly poor defense. Um, I don't necessarily see that changing around just because, of course, they want to beat Memphis. Um, they're not going to be able to stop Ja down low. They're not going to be able to stop score consistently down low and keep keep the Grizz off the free throw line is the last thing I'll talk about here. I mean, the Grizz right now up to second in free throw attempts the last three. And Minnesota, after allowing the most free throw attempts last year, still eighth most uh, with Rudy Gobert back to protect the rim. So uh, I definitely like Memphis. I don't understand why the spread has shrunken a little bit. Uh, probably because they're their poor numbers on the road. I mean, poor for them, right? Comparatively in terms of the Grizz. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I have no faith in this Minnesota team. I think there's been like maybe one or two games this season that they've kind of surprised me like somewhat pleasantly. Like they played the way they were supposed to play. They won a game they were supposed to win. But for the most part, this team is bad uh, against the spread, especially this season. Like they're they're not covering, right? They're in the, in the bottom five uh, in terms of covering all of their games right now, um, wherever they play, they're 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 just bad against the spread. Ten games under five hundred overall, so um, they're not covering. They're not playing up to scratch in any way, shape, or form. The only thing that they have going for them is Rudy Gobert getting rebounds, but that doesn't mean their team's getting rebounds. It's wild to me um, to watch them just kind of be what they are. Uh, you know, the 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 key stats that um, you know you want when you're playing against Memphis, as we've talked about for seasons now, is uh, are you are you giving up fast break points? Are you giving up second chance points? Are you giving up points in the paint um, and off turnovers and the like? And, and they're not getting as many turnovers or points off turnovers this year, Memphis. Uh, their defense has been a bit worse, and that hasn't led to as many. But they're getting the second chance points. They're getting fast break points. They're getting points in the paint. All of that in the, to the tune of the top five in the NBA. Uh, it's it's incredible to me that Minnesota is giving up the third most second chance points, the fifth most uh, offense. Like they they have the fifth fewest defensive rebounds. They're giving up like the fifth most offensive re it's just crazy that the, the amount of offensive rebounds I'm, I'm it's like a rudy gobert's rebounds even ever important in any way shape or form and it just doesn't feel like it um you know the way that that memphis beat them last time is how i think we both think they're going to beat them this time out rebounding them by 13 getting 16 more points in the paint than minnesota um you know bain was in that game but i will say dylan brooks who uh has not been a friend of the show necessarily as i haven't loved the way that he turns the ball over and takes bad shots within a good offense has been efficient uh he's been shooting 50 uh 52% from the field uh, with since Bain went down. Uh, actually, Bain went down after that game against Minnesota. He stopped playing for the last seven. Uh, and Brooks has been really good then. I, he, he's had a really, really good defensive rating. Um, and he's, he, like I said, he shot 52% from the field. He's only got 2.4 turnovers a game, which is huge for him because sometimes that number is close to five or four. He's not fouling out quite at the same rate. Uh, that's a huge part of it for them because they didn't have another guard without Desmond Bain this season after uh, Melton is, was gone. Uh, Tyus Jones is the point guard, but they just didn't have 
have another off-ball guard to play uh, when ja, when Ja wasn't in there or, or Bain wasn't in there. And Brooks has been a lot, lot better in that sense. Uh, the, the the Grizzlies getting to the free throw line uh, at the third at the rate of the third best, uh, and Minnesota giving up all those free throws as well. So the rebounding, the free throws, the paint, like. The only thing that that doesn't work here for me is the correlation of what happened in in Washington when they got pounced by the Wizards because KP, Bradley Beal, Kyle Kuzma just went unconscious from three, and the three point shooting isn't what isn't the way that Memphis is going to beat you. Um, but it doesn't matter. Minnesota's letting you do whatever you want, whether you're outside the three point line or inside the paint. Um, and so, yeah, without Cat, especially at this point, I don't see it helping them because I haven't seen anything from uh, Edwards or D'Lo with Rudy Gobert when that three man lineup is on the court their net rating is minus 2.2 so it's not like there's much to 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 expect from those three guys at the same time um which is going to be their three most you know the the three focal points on offense for them not anything that scares me against memphis right now especially as you mentioned with uh jaron jackson jr back averaging four blocks a game since he's come back as well with a super nice defensive rating obviously helps their defense tremendously so just a lot to like with Memphis still. They've had a few hiccups without, uh, you know, without Bain here and there, but I think they're figuring some stuff out and with everybody getting back into the groove, including Triple J. Three and a half isn't enough. So, yeah, the only thing that I could see why, why bookmakers might be, you know, and people might be betting on Minnesota is maybe they think uh, without Cat, you know, without Cat, they'll be better. And maybe they think that this Memphis defensive, you know, sort of re- regression on, on the road for, for Memphis might be legitimate, but I'm not buying any of that. I'm going Memphis. Yeah, I mean, Memphis playing poorly on the road when they're underdogs. They're 0-4 straight up this year as road dogs. They're 5-2 and straight up when they're yep. road favorites. Uh, yep. I mean, yeah, I mean, they since last year, they've been extremely reliable, maybe the most reliable in the league when they're favorites to win. Um, and, and great against the spread as well with a 9.5 margin of victory. Yeah. But they won 74% of games as favorites. And on the road, that's still 72%. Uh, and then you look at when they're road dogs, 37% is their worst cover, yeah. worst win percentage uh, in that situation. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, who's out. Ja has missed two of their six road games in November. Mm. And, of course, they weren't that great in those games. Yeah. Uh, ja will not only be playing, though, he will be extremely motivated to shove it down the Wolves' throat tonight uh, as he was throughout the playoffs last year. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm very confident in that. I mean, they, they blew us away in terms of their our expectations against the Pelicans in the last game, clearly figuring out how to get that offense going without Desmond Bain. Um, and, and right now, yeah, I, I, I think this is a much better situation for them to get on track on the road and, because we've seen what we've seen from them in past seasons, I definitely trust them to win this game. Yep. And a small spread uh, is is a great opportunity, I think, to bet on Memphis. Yeah, you know, you're right, and I, I'm I really need to consider Ja missing two of those six ro- last six roadies um, as well. They got beat by the the Wizards because he wasn't playing, um, and there was one more game in there that that he did not play that they lost as well. Um, so yeah, I, I feel I feel a lot better about that. It's it's if you look at the stats with and without Ja this season, it's a lot different than last season. They're not winning without Ja. They are winning with him. His on off court numbers are also pretty stark right now because there's a little bit less depth on this team, meaning their bench isn't quite as dominant with slow mo uh, and Melton uh, coming out and, and Tyus Jones together. So yeah, I, I think there's there there's a, a little bit of a tie that's turned for Memphis uh, in terms of the inconsistencies. And I think we're about to see them continue to go on a little bit more of a tear. So 
So this Celtics game, right? Yeah, they're minus nine, nine and a half. It's kind of hovered around there right now. It is a home and home against the Miami Heat. And obviously some key things to watch is I don't know if I really trust that as gospel. I think he could definitely play tonight. Tyler Hero also could definitely play after missing eight straight for Miami. And their offense has just been putrid without him. But in their last three, they've at least improved to 11th in defensive rating. They've won three in a row because they're number one in defense uh, in those wins against Washington twice and Atlanta. Number one in three-point defense, which is, again, something you're going to circle around when you're talking about playing the Celtics, who are attempting threes at a a record rate, hitting them at a record rate, scoring a a record percentage of points off threes, and that's led to a ridiculous 125 offense rating while winning 13 of their last 14 here. Um, But the key thing to watch on the other side is Jalen Brown missed Monday with a neck issue. He's a game-time decision as well, and I don't think he's quite understood how important he is to this Celtics team because Tatum is a top-three MVP candidate. I mean, if if Jalen's out against the Heat in particular, that's a problem. I mean, he's been their spark plug uh, both in the playoffs against the Heat last year and then in, in, the, in his last three regular season games against the Heat. He's getting 28 points on 54-48-91 splits. Um the Celtics last year lost four of their last five games when Jalen was out against, and those were mostly against good teams. Yes, they beat Charlotte handily, and yes, they beat Detroit handily without him this year, but those are not legitimate opponents, uh, especially Charlotte, Sat LaMelo, Terry Rozier, um, and I think at least another wing. I mean, Gordon Hayward's never playing, but they had nobody on Monday, and people, you know, applauding the Celtics for handling their business uh, against both the Wizards. And the Hornets with with one of their two guys out, not taking any nights off. That's great, uh, but I mean you're you're facing like cannon fodder on defense basically. And Miami, like I just said, capable of playing the best defense in the league. I mean, on the road this year, they are number two in defense. They are number three in three pointers allowed and fifth in assist to turnover ratio. Uh, which you know is what you got to do with the Celtics is limit that ball movement limit their good looks from three. And I trust Eric Spolstra to be able to implement a scheme that's going to do that. Uh, And the Celtics are not going to beat you down low right now. I mean, they're 26th in paint points. Uh, Miami gives you nothing in the paint. They're number one in free throw attempts allowed and number two in in paint points allowed. Bam, his last trip uh, to Boston, 93 individual defensive rating. Um, they, I mean, PJ Tucker had a lot to do with this, but they held Tatum to six assists, four turnovers, 0 for 5 from three, negative 12. And, you know, Jalen picked up that slack, but the Celtics lost. And this was in March, again, during their incredible heater last year. So it's not like we're saying jump on them early uh, before they got hot. This, this was when the Celtics were firing on all cylinders. And I just expect the Heat to come into Boston tonight uh, with something to prove, as they always do. If Jimmy plays, you got to love it. You got to love them covering nine. Like that's almost a freaking lock. There's no way Jimmy and and the boys are just going to lay down and fail to cover nine. Miami is a team to bank on. I mean, this year they haven't been, they haven't had their squad to cover as underdogs. But last year, since last year, 19 and 11 against the spread as road dogs. And they got a little rest advantage here as well. It's 19-11 in the same span there with a rest advantage since they've been off since Sunday. I just think they come out 
to play here, uh, which they typically do in Boston. I know a couple blowout losses early last season, but you know, usually when these teams meet, yeah. it's a slugfest. It's like an, an AFC North black and blue game. Uh, that's why you see the total at 224, despite the Celtics' ridiculous offensive yeah. numbers. I'm not touching the total, but I think I think if we're expecting it to be low scoring enough, then the Heat are going to stay within single digits. Yeah, that's my strongest take as well. Side note, uh, Jimmy and the boys is a great nickname for the Miami Heat, uh, <laughs> as you said, because they bring it. They're just a couple, a bunch of blue collar dudes. Um, they, yeah, I, I don't I don't want to touch the total. I, I want to take an under because of the, the history between these two teams, because they both do well. But the like they they can guard the three right, and that's really what it comes down to against both of these teams is like can you guard the three? Um, and they both can. I mean, Miami we know tenth best uh, opponent three point percentage, Boston twelfth best uh, opponent three point percentage. They're both guarding the three well. Uh, but this isn't the same Boston team that even you know I'm looking at like the last three games these teams played because that's when Boston started to be the Boston that went to the finals right it was in like January and they played uh, in February in, in November last year earliest season they played to a 9578 uh, to a 95-78 game there um in Boston that the uh that the Heat lost there only scoring 78 points. I don't think anybody played that was like a covid game or something like that for them. So I'm not taking any stock in that, but on January 31st and, and later last season, uh, including the one on on in October earlier this season that the Celtics won 111-104. It was 111-104 the game before that last season 106-98. You had that 122-92 blowout that the the Celtics delivered last January. So those the, that's that's the summation of the last three games and like I, but I just don't think that those totals are, are in any way representative of what this Boston team is right now and that's what I, I haven't seen as much of um, you know is them stopping this Boston team right now now I mean 111-104 loss earlier this season is fine um, but it was like the third game of the season um, and I, I don't know how much stock we put in that either as guys Look, this Miami uh, injury report all season long has been an, an, a full NBA roster. Like, there's like 11 dudes on their injury report. Like, Duncan Robinson, the rookie Jovich, Haywood Highsmith, been actually a really good backup forward for them, Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, Dwayne Dedman backup center, Tyler Hero, Max Struess, Jimmy Omer Yurt 7 and Victor Oladipo are all on the uh, on the injury report right now. Jimmy probably out, as we said again. Uh, Max Struess is still probably going to play. But the point is, he and Hero, uh, once Hero goes out, now Max Struess goes out. Like, it's not fair. It's not It's not as easy to figure out what's the, the sort of, like, commonalities here and what would be the trends from earlier this season. To your point, Miami's not covering quite as well on the road because they haven't had anybody playing for them on the road. I don't know that Jimmy's going to play tonight. If he does, yes, this 9.5 feels like a complete lock. But even without him, the way that they've been playing, defense over the course of their last bunch of games anyway still makes you realize like Jimmy Butler isn't the only reason that they're able to play really well on defense I mean over the course of their last three games in in this little win streak I know they played Washington twice in a row um, but you know the fact that they handled uh, Atlanta as well in Atlanta uh, and held them to 98 points they held the Wizards who apparently you know we just saw them go off for 142 they held them to 107 and 105 points in back-to-back games um, both at home for for Miami and those but their defense is just as good on the road this season so uh, there's nothing really that tells me that Miami can't cover this 10 points feels too much I was very happy to to go ahead and lay 10 and a half and pick the uh, Celtics when they beat the snot out of the Hornets the other night who did not have Gordon Hayward who did not have LaMelo Ball right who did not have anybody playing that night um, this is not the same situation this is a situation where this is a team that can guard the three like we say with Miami and I think that they're going to completely sell out and let the uh, let Boston you know not let them but really take just run them off of that line as you said uh, in the top five in terms of limiting three 
three-point attempts, which is huge, right? That is, that's, that's something that doesn't get talked about enough. The opponent three-point percentage is a big deal. But are you also running guys off the line? Because in today's NBA, if you're not shooting that many threes, you're limiting your opportunities to score as many points as the other team if you're giving up threes. So um, that's that's the key here for Miami. I think they'll continue to run them off the line. Uh, and then, you know, look, with, with Bam back there, obviously they're still a little bit light uh, down low in the paint, but they're still Miami uh, and they're still limiting points in the paint to a good enough degree that I think if they do run these guys off the line, they'll have enough success to keep this game within 10 points. Yeah, you can run guys off the line when you have Bam back there. I mean, he he's the he's the biggest uh, problem, I think, for Jason Tatum in terms of finishing around the rim that there is in the NBA. Still kind of shook from getting his dunk taken out of the rim, basically, in that playoff series three years ago. But in general, yeah, when you see him on the fast break against Bam, uh, he doesn't know what to do. He just gets called for like a push-off foul half the time because uh, he's trying to separate from Bam. But uh, yeah, I mean, Miami's defense against Boston – has been great in these last four regular season games, allowing 106 points per game, still 37% from three, but limiting those attempts, like you're saying, limiting the free throw attempts, which is actually where Boston gets a much higher percentage of their points at home right now. Uh, They're hitting three fewer threes at home because they're getting more down low. But how much of that has to do with the matchups here in a smaller sample size uh, versus Miami, which has given up like nothing in the paint. And then, I mean, maybe this is like a little bit of a scarred Celtics fan take that you, you've got Kyle Lowry in the garden. And for whatever reason, uh, he just loves, <laughs> loves to play the heel at this place. 24 points per game, nine and a half assists per game, 45% from three with a 124 offensive rating his last five trips there. Um, and this is a guy who's like, you know, very much on the back nine of his career, but he's still out there for sure. Uh, ready to keep them in the games somehow. Miami also gets to the free throw line very consistently on the road, scores the highest percentage of points in that way. So that will keep you close in this game. We'll keep the crowd down a little bit. You know, I mean, it, you're you're going to get unlucky here if both Jimmy and Hero are ruled out. I feel like you'll get at least one of those guys back yeah. for this game because it's like, what have, what have you been resting everybody for, Miami? Like, why have you been playing it? Playing it safe, if not to step up against the number one team in the East and right now the number one team in the league, you're going to you're going to have your guys back for this, whether it's Wednesday or Friday and maybe they stagger them. But if you get at least one of those guys back, I think they can hang. Yeah, man, this is what we play for. What, what are we What are we talking about here? <laughs> if, if you're not going to play guys during this point, yeah, I think Hero plays tonight for sure, which will be big for their offense because you're you're completely right that I could also see this uh, if Hero doesn't play, it would be a pretty big problem for Miami's offense as we've seen that be pretty stagnant as well um, without somebody who can at least like initiate right which is what you need from Tyler Hero nobody can kill uh, your bets like Kyle Lowry nobody like the games where he just you bet against his team and he just comes in and starts throwing up threes as he's fallen sideways out of bounds and they go in and it's just like no, nobody can 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 kill your your bets like Kyle Lowry in situations you should win. At any rate, yeah, I would agree. I mean, Boston's winning at an insane rate at home right now, twelve and a half margin of victory when they're the home favorites, uh, which has happened eleven times this season. But they're covering, as you said earlier, seventy two and a half percent of the games that they're home favorites right now. It's just it's it, some of those games they haven't been blowing out Milwaukee or Miami or those teams at home. They've been blowing out uh, you know some some teams that they should blow out and and even you know maybe Atlanta. You consider a team that shouldn't get blown out they ran away on that one as well but either way this is not the same situation Spoh's gonna have his boys ready Jimmy and the boys uh so I feel pretty good about that one tonight you're listening to the lines.com podcast network 
Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sportsbooks all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Nate, let's go ahead and get into your first NBA player prop for tonight. Yeah, Kevin Durant has been a monster lately. Uh, of course, his last three, 37 points per game on a 38% usage rate. The prop is 29 and a half points tonight. Uh, it's high, but you know that's exactly what he's averaged against these Wizards in four games with the Nets, 29 and a half points, along with nine rebounds and seven assists. So, I actually like the points and rebounds at 36 and a half tacking on seven here because Ben Simmons is out. Uh, so pretty much guaranteeing more minutes for KD, but uh, and he does average more rebounds, a lot more rebounds without Simmons in the lineup this year. You know, I'll just read his line here. 31 points, nine rebounds, six and a half assists without Simmons shooting 41% from three in 17 with Simmons, 30 points, six rebounds, five assists. So the peripheral stats go up His three point percentage goes up eight points uh in five games without ben simmons because the spacing is better um i I think it's pretty clear to say there i mean even when simmons is just off the floor during games kd is scoring at a higher rate the nets aren't uh catering to him as much in terms of like let's push the pace and get other guys easy buckets they can slow it down and just feed durant in the half court and he's just on an unstoppable roll right now the wizards are also Terrible on defense right now. 125 defensive rating their last three. Kyle Kuzma playing through some back issues. 119 individual defensive rating his last three. So I don't think he'll have any chance of stopping Durant. And I don't think the Nets are good enough to pull away from anybody right now. They're five-point favorites. So hopefully we get a close game down the stretch again. I mean, just like KD had to put up, what, 39 to beat the Magic at home. So I, I think you can trust that he'll get his workload and get you 30 points. Yeah. Yeah. 30 points. Uh, it seems a little bit low for him uh, for sure. In a game where there's really, there's no other scoring. Um, I mean, Seth Curry and Joe Harris will be out there, but still kind of waiting for them to pop off for more than say like 14 points in a game, which seems to be their ceiling as well. So plenty of uh, shots coming up, plenty of points coming up for KD against a, you know, a Washington defense that's been a little bit worse on defense as of late as well. So um, I'm going to move on to JoJo Embiid uh, as the Sixers are taking on the Cavs. Uh, I was very happy to, to take this one. 40 and a half points rebounds is minus 110. The points is 30 and a half. I don't hate that either, uh, to be honest, but it's uh, it's a little bit worse odds there uh, and, and the juice you're getting back. But uh, Mr. Embiid, my preseason pick for MVP, uh, he's keeping himself in the running to be sure, especially with this month of November. Uh, in his last seven, J- James Harden has not been playing in any of those games games 37 points 10 boards six assists in 36 minutes a game shooting 51 percent from the field uh shooting 15 free throws a game making 13 of them so he's getting 13 points at the line a game right now 
this month. That's what you'd love to see from him um, is, is his ability to just get those easy buckets as there's literally nobody who can who's as big uh, as he is and, and as skilled. So uh, his last two at Cleveland, neither of which had Jared Allen, both uh, which is going to be the case tonight as well. No Jared Allen going for the Cavs uh, to stop JoJo. So in his last two against them in Cleveland, in this exact same scenario tonight in Cleveland, no Jay Allen, 80 points, 34 rebounds in 72 minutes over the course of two games. Uh, I would say that 1.1 points a minute is very, very good for an individual player. He uh, he went 25 for 30 from the free throw line in both those games, right on par with what he's been doing this month, about 13 for 15 from the line, an individual rating of offensive uh, offensive rating 120, 34.5% usage rate. Um, and yeah, the Cavs without Allen uh, in the last two seasons since he came over, are they have 108 defensive rating with him, very, very good, 116 defensive rating without him. Uh, and we've seen them regress a little bit, although they've come back to life. They're definitely limiting rebounds and points in the paint and things of that nature better than they were um, earlier in the season. And they're, they're back atop the league, but th- they don't have their stopper. And JoJo Embiid is not anybody to be, there's nobody to stop him. Even if Jared Allen was in there, his props might be a little bit lower, but I'm fine with them this high with no Jared Allen for the Cavs. Yeah, Jared Allen is maybe the guy I would most like to have guarding Joel Embiid. But yeah, if he's not out there, he should have his way. I mean, can we tack on the assists here too, though, Josh? I mean, he's got at least six dimes now in five straight yeah. with with the Sixers having nobody out there. So maybe you want to go full PRA. Uh, it doesn't boost you that much on the number there uh, for his points and rebounds. Look, 13 games on the slate. We're going all over. We're going all stars here because why not? You can, yep. you can have your pick of the litter. Anthony Davis facing a Blazers team that is on a back-to-back that has regressed to a 125 defensive rating in their last four, five roadie games here. So, um, And in seven games, matching up with Jeremy Grant since he joined the Lakers, AD averaging nearly 28 points per game on just 25% usage. And that was kind of the thing. LeBron back in the lineup, his last two games, AD dropped to a 23% usage rate. And the Spur, this they nearly lost to the Spurs, the Lakers, and then they did blow a lead against the Pacers with AD not getting enough work down the stretch. Still got 25 points, 14 rebounds, five assists, which gets you comfortably over his props here 24 and a half points, 39 and a half PRA. That's what I'm looking at. Uh, but you know, you looked at what he was doing before LeBron was in the lineup in six games. Two with LeBron, 32 points per game, 17 rebounds, four and a half stocks, steel slash blocks there. Uh, so you can get plus odds on him to get four of those. Um, and I, I kind of like tacking in the assists, though, the way he's been facilitating. And Portland gives up the second most dimes to power forwards. But I think the points is just an obvious one here. His usage has got to go back up. You know, the Lakers have to understand they played through this guy, and he was he was leading them to some success. And now they've looked a bit shaky in their last few with trying to reintegrate, making LeBron's team again. It's no, it's Anthony Davis's team right now. Uh, if he's healthy, just feed the man the ball. Hundred percent. I mean, if Russell Westbrook's on a team, it's kind of always Russell Westbrook's team, according to him. But yeah, I think anybody. Who, who is rooting for Lakers success would love to see Anthony Davis touch the ball on every single possession. Um, you know, it's not the same, give it to him, have him back people down. It's move the ball to the corner, move the ball to the wing, and then have him cutting through the middle. Um, because once he gets the ball within six feet, he's so skilled and strong and tall. Yeah, there's there's nothing you can do. He's not shooting the threes anymore, which is what you love to see if you're a Lakers fan as well, because you do really want uh, him to sort of establish that down low presence, not be worried about flying all over the court either. Um, a lot 
little bit less opportunity to get hurt if he's playing closer to the basket than if he's running around all over the three-point line. So um, the, a lot a lot of good for, for AD right now. 24 and a, half, and a half points is still a bit low against a Portland team that um, is coming off that, that bad loss to the Clips last night. So uh, finishing things off with Halibaby, with Tyrese Halliburton. Haven't talked about him that much this season, but... I mean, it's that Kangs-Pacers game, man. 242-point total. We can't go through these player props without at least having one over in here from that game. Uh, I'm going to take Halliburton. I really, I mean, the assists, not as much juice there. It's 11.5, which, I mean, he's averaging 13 over his last 10 uh, anyway. So, you know, I, I would, I'd be pretty happy to take those. But it's not as quite as much juice. 16.5 rebounds and assists gets you all the way up to plus 105. Um, and I like that because there's going to be a ton of shots in this game. There's going to be a ton of opportunities for rebounds in this game. Um, so I think that, that that can give him a little bit more juice there for there for, for the boards. Um, 13 assists and four rebounds per game over his last 10. He's hit this total of 17 rebounds and assists in eight of those 10 games. So um, like I said, ton of possessions with the fifth and sixth fastest uh, paced teams in the league uh, tonight. 13 and five. So he had, thir- or, excuse me, uh, in the first matchup and, and only matchup with Sacramento, he had 15 assists in that game uh and then five boards uh as well so got clear over that total uh uh, sacramento is allowing the fourth most points in the paint which is very good for for halliburton who loves to get into that paint slash and then also uh dish for for layups and dunks over there um and then yeah sacks not very good against opposing point guards allowing uh their bottom 10 in terms of allowing the most points assists and rebounds to opposing point guards there's just not much uh as quite as much wing defense and defox for as long and rangy uh, and fast as he is doesn't really maybe he's not Guarding the opposing point guards, I'm not really sure. I, I think he's better at defense than allowing that many, but uh, it seems like that's been a, a pretty big weakness for them this season for, for the Kangs. So pretty happy to have Halliburton take advantage of that. I definitely like the rebounds assists more than the points here. His points have fluctuated pretty wildly based on his shooting. Yeah. Uh, the Kings, like you said, yeah, maybe they they have Fox guard uh, take the off guard here and, and put off night Davion Mitchell on Therese Halliburton. Mm-hmm try to force him to give up the ball early. But, I mean, he's just diming at an incredible rate. It's 14 dimes in five of his last six games. And if you're talking about three more rebounds on top of that in a game with a ridiculous total that's expected to be played with pace, I I think that that's great. The fact that you're getting plus 105 makes that a, a fantastic bet. Yeah, I think we found the value there because the rebounds are. I seem to be getting shorted a little bit by the by the odds makers uh, for this one. So feel good about that. And that is all the time that we have for you in this one. So make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along as we stay wicked hot on these player props this season. And until we see you next, happy betting. <laughs>